Inspired by this poster beside me, which says Couture on it. It's a really cute puppy on it. Yeah, I think that was someone gave that to me. It has a little really, has a little Iggy on it. Can't really see it. I'll we will to, we will lift it up for you, Sue. I'll have to look at it after. Yeah, we'll 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 definitely make that happen. Ooh, oh, there oh, it is. There Thank it you, is. Amanda. Has there a little dog with a little yeah. diamond collar on it. It's like a fake. It's like a, it's a glamour shot for yeah, a dog. Yeah, like a magazine cover. Yeah, yeah. That I'm so tired. I couldn't even think of the name magazine cover. So that should tell you something. <laughs> Which is hilarious because you're in advertising. Like it should be like right there. <sighs> yeah, that's true. Except for I don't, we don't really do like, well, marketing magazines anymore. It's like so last century. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, welcome to Fancy Plants podcast episode 42, which is the answer to life, the universe and everything. I am Chris and I'm here with Sue. Hello. Hi, Sue and Amanda. Hello. Hi, Amanda. How are you ladies doing? Good. Good. Alive. Living. Every time every time we ask, <laughs> Sue says, good, good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good, good. Living the dream. We should just start hashtagging our, our, our infrequent um, Facebook posts with good, good. Yeah. yeah, exactly. How's it going? Good, good. good, good. good I good. love it. And Amanda? I am a walking zombie, but it, it's okay. You guys are lifting now? We are. We are packaging trees and I... All right, this, this episode is going to come out in November. I will be honest, at this point in the year, I hate trees. <laughs> <laughs> but it's almost Christmas, so... I am ready for them to be gone. How many do you have left? Too many. But how many is that, like? 12 million uh uh i'll do the math you, you talk you talk amongst okay, yourself well, I'll, I'll do some quick let's math. pass it back to sue because maybe she has a, be- a good a gooder answer a gooder answer yeah how are you doing sue i'm good i'm good life has been a little <laughs> crazy i'm good good <laughs> life's been a little crazy nothing plant wise but it's just been really crazy and um starting to level out so that's nice yeah that's good maybe a quieter time is coming yeah well it did seem like september was a an october were like awful months for some reason like i don't know what happened yeah it but... was not good oh no, i know yeah i felt like i got stuffed in the dryer on tumble oh it'd be yeah. warm in there though it's not warm in this basement <laughs> right. right now yeah it's it, it's not warm outside either all right i did the math okay roughly three and a half million trees left okay okay so I mean, it's not better than 12 million. Yeah. yeah, it's still too many for my liking. I just want to like shut down all the greenhouses and be like, you know what? No. I wish I had like even 50 cents for every tree that you had. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> wish I had 50 cents for every tree that I had. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. I love that. Um, so when the trees are gone, what do you do then? Like, what's your job at that point? Ooh, should we... Hold that oh yeah, thank you. Yes, Sue, moment. good call because that is our main topic today, and clearly, I'm very excited to talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> very excited. excited. So, I wanted to. Um, I know I had mentioned, and I think in the last Facebook post or one of the Facebook posts from before that I had gotten sick, and I just wanted to tell you guys what it is because maybe, or what it was, because maybe other people can 
figure out what's wrong with them faster. So I, um, on September 5th, which I believe was whatever the Sunday was of the September long weekend, I think it was the 5th. Uh, it was three o'clock in the afternoon and I started getting dizzy, like dizzy to the point where I was pretty getting pretty sick. So by five o'clock I was in bed and I was like actually sick. Like I couldn't do anything. I couldn't eat. I couldn't drink. It would just come right back up. And it was so bad that I could be in bed in the dark and look at my phone once in a while, but I couldn't look at like a television and I couldn't like look at anything really. I could barely stand up. And so I would like stumble eight feet into the ensuite and stumble back to bed. And that was pretty much the extent of it. I slept a lot, actually. It was it was. So, of course, you're kind of sitting there like, what the hell is going on? But I didn't want to go anywhere because, first of all, COVID. And it's really I'm not I wasn't going to the hospital. Like, there's just no no way I was going to the hospital because I just didn't want to risk that. And I just heard the hospital here was a bit of a hot mess. So not interested. So finally, after four days of being in bed, I was like, well, I can't really live like this like this just isn't a thing that I can abide by I wasn't working like I wasn't doing anything and so I did may manage to get to a walking clinic that got me in really fast and so the doctor actually I'm going to make this a long story short that doctor misdiagnosed me he gave me some meds that seemed to help I went to my family doctor he misdiagnosed me and then the next day I thankfully had booked a, a physiotherapist appointment um, a couple weeks before that because um, before my appointment date, because I was, I'd read that like going to a physiotherapist could really help with this stuff. So meanwhile, like from the day I got out of bed until the day I went to the physiotherapist, like I was kind of getting better and I could do more things like I could actually work a little bit and I could sit on the couch and watch television a little bit. And I, it was funny because when I sat down and I watched TV for the first time, I cried because I was like, like I couldn't do anything. Yeah, it was and a huge victory to be able to sit down and watch TV. It, it really was. And it was it was shocking, like how quickly the quality of life just went to zero. And so I remember just thinking, like, I'm not going to live like this. Like, I, I have to figure out what it is. So I did everything I could. And eventually, like after I got to the physiotherapist, she did some really interesting tests on me, um, like balance tests and like reflex tests and things like that. And then this kind of um, eye test where she put this blacked out goggles on my face so she could look at my eye while she was trying to do like something called the Epley maneuver because the doctors thought that it was a crystal that was loose in my ear and I think this is pretty common like a lot of people have this and when there's a crystal loose in your ear it annoys a little balance hairs in there or whatever so you can't you feel like you're off balance all the time well there's three actual like canals in your ear that are your balance center so you do a couple of maneuvers and see if your eyes do this funky thing, I can't remember what it's called, but essentially they like will shake back and forth as the crystal is rolling through your ear. And the point of these maneuvers is to get the crystal out. But what happened is, is that didn't happen. So while she was doing these maneuvers on me, that my eye wasn't doing what it was supposed to do. Uh, she had like this infrared camera on my eye. And I was so disappointed when she said, oh, it, that's not what it is. It's like BPPV. It's like a whole bunch of big words strung together. Um. And she's like, that's not what it is. And I just remember feeling crushed because all I could think is, what the hell is this? And thankfully, the sun came out <laughs> because she said, well, it's actually, <laughs> this is, I always have to think about how I say this, unilateral vestibular hypofunction. And so essentially, the, for whatever reason, I wasn't doing anything at the time, but whatever reason, the ear or the nerve in my left ear decided to stop working. And so the information coming from my balance center and my ear to my brain and from my eyes to my brain wasn't matching. 
Oh. And so that's why what causes the vertigo. And so what I really want to say is I'm actually I'm much better now. It's very rare that I feel any sort of residual feeling like any of the dizziness or whatever. And it's nothing even close to compared to what it was. But I did notice that when I was talking to lots of people about it, they'd be like, oh, yeah, I get dizzy all the time. Or, oh, I feel like that all the time. Or, I, you know, and and they're like, but I never talk about it. And I was like, OK, well, I'm going to talk about it because after I went to the two doctors and finally got the proper diagnosis from a physiotherapist, like I was able to live my life again, essentially. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there and you think you're dizzy, dizziness is not a diagnosis. It is a symptom of something or you have vertigo, which, of course, is is much more severe. Just go see a physiotherapist. And I, I'm taking a lot of airtime for this, but I just I just hate to think of people suffering and not knowing. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I was over here for supper what, two or three weeks after you had initially gotten sick? Yeah, probably three or four. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, well, let, let's let's round it to three. Oh, let's average it out. I like that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll just average it out. You say four, <laughs> I say two. We're going to go three. <laughs> this is the story of my life right now. I love Whatever. it. I love it. Take the middle road. But e- even at that, you were so much better and still, like, you'd aim for something in the house to walk somewhere. And it was a struggle. Yeah, it was a struggle. I was like, do I catch you? Do I just let you ricochet? I'm that, not quite yeah. sure what's going that on here. That was the weird part was like, I just suddenly would have no balance. And I, I would laugh because I thought it was really funny. That helped me quite a bit, yeah, actually. I, like, I would, if I was walking down the mall, I went to the mall once. That was a mistake because it just, it was too much stimulus in between my eyes and my ears, uh, like balance wise. So I remember walking down the hallway and I was thinking like, I hope no one thinks I'm drunk because I couldn't tell if I was walking straight or not. And it was actually really funny because when I did the questionnaire for the physiotherapist, one of the questions was, are you worried that people are going to think you're intoxicated if you're in public? I was like, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it was kind of a nice feeling because I did think that even before I saw that question. Like, yeah, can't leave the house. Like, I certainly wasn't driving. I didn't think I didn't drive for like four or five weeks and like stuff like that. But thinking about it now, like, it was just super weird. And I just I'm so thankful to be back to like ninety nine point nine percent. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm just sitting over here blown away by how long it's been since we were last together. Right. Even when Amanda's like when I came over for supper, I was kind of like, what? You came. And then I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Because Al came. Absolutely. Yeah. He did. Yeah. Our friend Al. I, remember. I remember I couldn't come. I know. Next time. Said, next time. Next for time. sure. And of course, Al, part of the Cultured Guitarist podcast, and he and Casper very kindly created our theme song for us. And so many of you may have already been traumatized by the episode where we had them on. And if you haven't, we certainly recommend it because it is quite a ride. That is the best kind of drama. <laughs> that is a fantastic episode. I laughed. I still like I'm like, I need a laugh. And I still cry every time I listen to that episode. Tears streaming down my face. I'm like, what's that? hurt. Make it stop. Oh, I got to listen again. I actually haven't listened to it since I edited it. So that'll yeah, be good to I go back to. I only listened to it the once. It was pretty funny. When, what number is it even? I don't even remember, but it's my go-to. I want to say it's like 17 or 18. Oh, really? Was it that early? I think so. Oh, wow. Well, I'm going to find it now. Um, just so that we, because now I need to know. And in the meantime, Sue, how are your chickens? Um, they're good. They're cold. <laughs> um, their coop actually the heat this year kind of um increased 
the rapid speed of their coop's deterioration. So when I moved there, it was kind of an old coop, but we thought it had good bones. And um, yeah, I have like roof on the inside and on the ground and a hole. So fix it up as best we can for winter. And in the spring, I'm going to be looking for a new coop to move out. Oh, that's Which fine. is kind of nice because I can kind of build it how I would want it. Yeah. Which is kind of <laughs> nice that way, but it just sucks. I hope that they don't freeze because I got leakage and everything and, you know, I spray foamed what I could and we put a tarp over and. I mean, if your chickens freeze, you're just trying kind of getting ahead of the game there. Yeah. Sorry, right. bad joke, bad joke. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, right. sorry. Bold prediction. Ooh. At some point this winter, soft-hearted Sue is going to have chickens in her garage. Oh, totally. Oh, probably. Yeah. Totally, she is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've had them in the shop before. Oh, yeah. No, they're going I'm to... I'm surprised they're not snuggled up with her and Jeff at night. Like They're, they're going to bypass the shop and go straight into the garage, complete with heaters and lights. Yeah, it, that's, that's a possibility. Um, it's going to happen. It's not yeah. even a possibility. I'm, I've already thought about it because they kind of stopped laying right now. Like, it's cold. We luckily don't have any snow yet, which is well. Kind I of know. Amazing. Well, we might by the time this airs. That, yeah. That's Hopefully, how quickly I'm still change. building greenhouses. Yep. Yeah, but it's cold. Like I yeah. just feel like I never got a chance to climatize, and and then because I feel that way, I feel my chickens feel that way. Although they probably are fine, but yeah, they uh, they stop laying because of the cold. So oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's um, interesting. Sometimes weather changes will make them do that. So I'm getting like one or two eggs a day and it's just not enough to keep up. So part of me is like, I'll see somebody trying to get rid of their chickens for the winter. And I'm like, hmm. Chicken mom right more. here. Yeah. Chicken maybe. maybe I should con- add some more. And then that gives my chances of winter eggs a little bit more. That's I, true. I seriously considered buying you a chicken hat today. Ooh. <laughs> I wish you would have because. So, right. We, she could be wearing it right now, Amanda. I'm just yeah, saying. Like, like full on like chicken hat, like legs hanging down your ears. It, it would have been awesome. Yeah. I saw some some turkey ones at Canadian Tire. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, don't have, I don't like turkeys. They kind of scare me. The turkey hat was cute, though. Yeah, the turkey hats are cute. It didn't have like the, the, the weird neck thing. Yeah. it's uh, So my husband and son came home from work oh, a few weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, maybe three. I don't know my I don't know what timelines anymore. Um, and they were sitting down eating supper and my husband's like, hey, me and the boys talked about um, a Christmas present for you at work today. And I was like, oh, and he's like, we're going to buy you rubber boots or not rubber boots, cowboy boots. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Pardon? And he's like, yeah. So I was like, well, guess they have to have chickens on them. And then Gavin's like, yeah, we talked about that. We got to find cowboy boots with chickens on them. and. I've never once in my life been like, oh, I wish I had a pair of cowboy boots. They no look offense. so uncomfortable. No offense. I was just going to say, no offense to anybody who wears cowboy boots. Um, but to me, they just don't look comfortable. The bottoms are hard. They don't. I like to walk on clouds. Like, I like my shoes to be squishy and soft and comfy. They're kind of hard in the bottom. I see people put them on and get them off. I'm like, slip my it foot in. It looks a lot of work, slip, Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of work for how uncomfortable they are. So I've never really wanted a pair. And I just thought it was the weirdest. We don't listen to country music. You were clearly putting off some kind of vibe, girl. Yeah, Uh, like I I don't know about you, but I don't like having to, you know, put on actual shoes. If I could leave my house in slippers to go grocery Mm -hmm. shopping, I would. Yeah, it's the best part about the summer. Flip on the flip flops Mm -hmm. 
And I call yeah. it flip on because you like you just kind of flip your foot. Flip on, them. flip off. Yeah, they, <laughs> are, they are. They are. Flip <laughs> yeah. on, flip off. And they're the great. And then they make that flip flop sound when you walk. And that's just easy. I like easy, easy, easy. It's like the sound of summer or holidays. Like if I have mm. to get a shoehorn or start tying up laces, man, that's too much work. I refuse to wear full pants until like it's capris all the way until it snows. I don't care how cold it is. Fair enough. You know what? That's that's legitimate. Yeah. I, I've worn capris with my boots before. I think it's a cute look. <laughs> Well, you can tuck your, well, my boots are tall enough you can tuck them into Yeah. The, yeah. I have insulated pants on. Well, you look like you're wearing a couple sweaters as it is. I am wearing a couple sweaters. <laughs> In fact, Amanda's sweater says, I have really cool um, tattoos under here, but I'm cold. That's and what only, sweater But says. only three stars. Why not five stars? Yeah. Because I didn't make it. I just bought it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you well, can, you're five stars in my eyes. Uh, Amanda's Aww. layered up. Yeah. Definitely. Especially down here, it is a little chilly down well, here. Well, it, it's cold at work right now, too. We're still building new greenhouses. We've had to take uh, buckets of boiler water outside to thaw the ground so that we can pound, you know, anchors and that for the new greenhouses into it. That sounds like a boy job to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm already planning next year, so I'm uh, busy. Uh, a lot of times. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope nobody from your work listens to this because they'll be on to you. Well, <laughs> I, A, nobody ever wants to see my coordination meets a sledgehammer. Because <laughs> yeah. that's terrifying. Uh, B, nobody needs to see me on a ladder because I start crying at the second step. Yeah, I don't like heights either. I can't see you crying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I either cry or swear. Okay, I can see you swearing. And by swearing, <laughs> I mean it is the longest stream of profanities oh. you have ever heard. I will make anybody blush. I even make up new words. <laughs> we'll because, have to get you on the ladder one day. Because that is the only way I don't cry on the ladder because they are terrifying. Well, I'd like to see that, first of all. And second of all, I guess we should get back to being a plant podcast. Oh yeah, I guess right. I, I know. I, yeah, I kind of don't want to. Like, I kind of want to take this tangent. Yeah, we're we're doing a different podcast right yeah. now. <laughs> we really are. So I hope you guys don't mind. How many podcasts um, do we have going now? This is episode forty-two. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, we have like thirty-five different podcasts. I'm sure. Oh, easily. But yeah. I will tell you that it was episode thirty-three. Oh my gosh, I thought that it was, was way the earlier plant than that. quiz with a cultured guitarist podcast. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. That was fun. It was yeah, really fun. Thirty-three. But it, it does seem like a long time ago. Like it was actually released in like April. So yeah, because we took that big long break. So yeah, I can see why it might seem like it was quite a quite a long time ago for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just gonna like get us back on track. I guess whatever. <laughs> All right, go. Let's see I how forget, long it lasts. I forget what our topic is. Our next. Topic um, is. We were gonna talk about plants that we've almost killed. Oh yeah, and okay. then brought back. Okay, so. I was talking last episode about a plant that I purchased and and you can hear the bag crinkle probably. Oh oh my, this looks terrifying. Yeah. Okay. So this this plant is the Curtisii that I purchased in the Okanagan in the summertime. <laughs> <laughs> and it is not it's not but I can't even open it. Like that's how sealed this bag is. So You know plastic bags rip, you don't need to untie the knot, no, right? You know me. <laughs> okay so it's chris has got her teeth on the knot trying to get it untied 
been trying. And all I want to do is stick my finger in the top and just rip it. Right? No, I Me just, too. I want, it, I want to see how crispy this thing is and I don't want to... I don't know if it's crispy. There seems to be an unusual amount of slime at the bottom of the bag. Oh, God, there is. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Which is kind this of be... why I was wondering why you had your teeth in there, but... Um... <laughs> okay, well, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ripping the bag open with my teeth. I'm just kidding. Okay, there we go. I got it. I got oh, it. I got okay. it. Okay. And is it going to smell? Am I going to have to know. run away? I don't know if it's going to smell. <laughs> this is terrible. I, oh, no. I don't know I'm, how there's any... Like, I'm oh, kind of scared. I'm, I'm watching and I'm backing away. Uh, yeah. Like, I actually thought that it would be um, dry in there, but you're right. You, it's, you, it's not dry in there. You know that plastic bags don't actually... like. There's well, warnings must, on them yeah, that usually, say that it's not a toy, a, right? It's just a grocery bag, though. Yeah, like, they, they, those grocery bags have warnings on them, too. Oh, God. Okay. Um. Okay, if it smells real bad, I'm running away. <laughs> I think yeah, we would. No, I don't. It doesn't smell. <laughs> it doesn't smell. But I, I'm concerned <laughs> about what's in here. Oh God, I'm a little afraid. Ugh. Okay, like it's not. It's not. So bad. if someone didn't listen to our episode that you talked about Wait, this, what do you mean it's not bad? I is that even identifiable? Don't I, sniff it. It actually. Okay, I will say it doesn't smell bad. It actually doesn't. It doesn't smell bad. It smells like dirt. It actually smells good. <laughs> Can Fair I see enough? it? Yeah, Sue. Uh, Sue can. Okay, describe what that looks like because it's gross. So, what this looks like is like my dog went out and ate a whole bunch of leaves and grass, and then barfed it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it looks like. That is what it looks like. It is this weird putrid mustard yellow green brown color. Oh, nice. It looks like if and you... It's, it's very moist. It's very moist. Oh, she's like touching very it. very moist. Okay, well, I didn't touch it. And it's kind of slimy. <laughs> and there's like, you can tell that there was some sort of leaves on it at one time. And uh, now they just turn into these slime balls. And um, I don't know if I'd say it smells good. I don't think it smells bad. But it, it smells, you know, in the spring when the fall leaves have, you know, no one cleaned up and then... They've been disturbed in the spring and they're kind of starting to disintegrate. And So it smells like leaf mold and slime. Yeah. I don't yeah. hate it. I don't all hate right, it. All right. Okay, man, just taking a, taking a shot here. See what I mean? Dog puke. Uh, yeah, that, that, is, um, that is dog puke. That is my dog went outside and ate too much grass, even though I told him not to and called him a bonehead for doing it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Olive does that too. And yeah, this this is the stuff that 3 a.m. nightmares are made out of. Yeah. So that's something that you don't want to walk into in the middle of the night when you're walking to the bathroom. Ugh. Yeah. Be, ugh. <laughs> Be so cold and slimy. And in between your toes. Uh, no, no. I, I, there is no better. Al- I don't care who you are. There is no better alarm clock on this planet than a dog or a cat getting Doing- ready to give it to, to the gods. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, that's true. That's very true. Yeah, that's. Oh, she's. T- yeah. Oh, she touched it too. Why are you touching it? Hey, you were untying the bag yeah, with your I teeth. Didn't touch it. Yeah, we. Ha- I had to. <laughs> I. I <laughs> needed to know. I'm okay, just let me see. grateful that I told you there was slime at the bottom of the bag while you were trying to untie it. So what it looks like to me is like something like a healthy, gross, disgustingly ta- disgusting tasting vegetable that you have wilted in a pan. Ew. Like it looks like if you This is why I don't eat healthy. Like if you just, <laughs> right? I'm if like, you just I don't like vegetables. Yeah. Seaweed and just like wilted it in the pan. That's what it looks like to me. Oh, you know, it's uh you know that 
a you know bunch of parsley that you buy at the grocery store with every intent to use uh, in cooking? Yes. Or a bunch of cilantro. Oh yeah, a, any any bunch of herb herbs from the grocery store, and then yeah. you leave them in the bag. The veggie morgue That's in totally, the veggie crisper. The totally veggie morgue. Yeah, yeah, it is the veggie morgue. Yeah, and they get to the bottom, yeah, and then they kind of get all slimy. Yeah, there's like the soup in the corner of the bag mm, that you're afraid of. And it's yet. leaking in your drawer. Oh, yeah, that is exactly like what if you were Chris a bratty, has in hand right now. If so you're a bratty sibling, you'd be like daring your brothers and sisters to drink the juice from the bottom of the Yeah, that's exactly it. That's, yeah. that's how you end up living forever because nothing can kill you after that. Okay, so obviously there's no bringing this plant back. No. Which is out of topic, but I just, somebody had asked, I think somebody messaged us and they were like what does the plant look like now? And I was like, I don't even know. Like I haven't opened this thing. So this was a live unboxing. Um, I'm going to take a picture of it. Please do. Yeah, I'm going to take a picture of it. So, I, you know, I know our social media is lacking. Very much but so. But I tried to take a picture of my Hoya Retusa uh, this weekend. This week. Because I swear to God, it is more flowers than it is blooms. Or, like, sorry, more flowers than it is leaves. There okay, we go. Yeah, that makes sense. I, How I, do you just try to take a picture? You just point your rectangle at it and click. I did point the rectangle at it and <laughs> click, but it, no photos did it justice. Like, it's spectacular. You could have taken a video. Uh, yeah, I could have, but then I'd have to, you'd hear the background of my house, which Just is... Just give it to me. I can edit your video. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. I will take a video of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I don't know how to do a video without sound. Oh, girl, I got you. Yeah, no Okay, worries. perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I will. I'll do that then because I was like, this is gorgeous. It's got... And then I was like, mm, it all looks like shit. So what plant have you recently almost killed then? Sounds like that one's doing really well. Uh, I'll be honest. Um, it's got to be a really special plant for me to even attempt to uh, save it. Oh, oh, one of my agaves. There we go. How do you kill an agave? I give it root rot. Oh, that makes sense. So I yarded it out of the soil and hacked it off and rerooted it in water. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And it's actually doing really well and it's got new leaves coming out. And I'm like, I could plant it in soil, but uh, lazy. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you because I've almost killed all my plants. And in fact, they're all upstairs screaming for water. And I don't know what it is about it. Sometimes I just look at them. And I'm like, mm, maybe later. Tomorrow. September, October was like that for me with my plants. Like I just walk by them and be like, I'll get you tomorrow. Which I did enough in the summer, but like really September and October, like I think I went six weeks probably without barely watering right? plants. Right? Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, like September, October were the worst, but I'm going to say June, July, August, not much better. No, not a whole lot, but enough that they were, it was just, they were able to sustain life. But like September, October, our light changes, our temperatures change, and then I was really starving them of water. Uh, I lost some, but. I'm trying to bring some back. My Cebu, is that how you say it? Cebu? <gasps> I got a water mine. So I have had one for evers and evers, and I have brought it to the brink of death. I don't know how many times now, probably four. I think this was the fourth or fifth time, and I'm slowly trying to bring it back. So I didn't water, but what I would do do is when there's like glasses of water and things like that laying around, I just dump them in the plants really quickly. So, I think that's like a standard issue MO for a lot of people. Yeah, I think so. Except for I don't ever have any water laying around. So that means my plants are really thirsty. Okay, here's a pathetic story. I didn't really clean my house 
for, I'm going to say the whole month of October, like do dishes, that kind of bare minimal stuff, but like didn't really clean the house. So I ran around to everybody's rooms and all the living rooms and picked up all the water bottles because we usually have like disposable or reusable water bottles, but we were coming and going and everything so much throughout the month that I just kept buying cases of water and everyone was drinking them. I had enough little bits of water in the water bottles to water over half my plants. And that's over a hundred plants. What? (laughs) I was just like, I gave everybody crap. I'm like, okay, I know we were lazy. I'm guilty too. But I didn't have 20 water bottles on the side of my bed. Just so you guys know. That's, that's fair. Yeah. But that was a little ridiculous. Like if you're going to take the bottle, I don't mind if you drink it. Like I'm just happy you're drinking water, but like drink it. And yeah, at least, have a central location to deposit it back to. I don't and, know. Yeah, pick it up and that's put your, it in that's the called recycle. Your body. Yeah, well, I <laughs> in the recycle bin, right? If you're well, after, you know, after you're done putting the water in your body, yeah. I I wanted to talk because I actually just finished the flooring upstairs in our house. Um, it's uh, it's only been five years. That's okay. We all have those. Yeah, we all have those things. I think anyway. Yeah, we were working on our basement for 13 years, so in our old house. Yeah, I I took an impromptu phone in sunny seven and a half days off work. (laughs) (laughs) So there is a plant that I keep almost killing and it's so forgiving. And I just, I feel like this poor plant, it's a uh, Marble Queen Pothos. Pothos are like, they will forgive you. They're really good about that. You know what's not forgiving me, though? The heartleaf philodendron that I have in my bathroom that is, it looks like autumn in Ontario. Oh, no. Yeah, it's like orange. Like, there's, and I'm just like, I look at it, and I'm like, I don't feel like dealing with you. I don't know what it is. It feels like a lot of people are just, you know, I think we're coming to the end of, well, not the end, but we're coming to a point where lots of people are just kind of tired of stuff. And so sometimes it's hard to get motivated to do. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think everybody's kind of had a rough couple of years and yeah, just it seems like everybody's kind of getting down and as much as they've had plants in the beginning to keep them occupied and do, you know, helpful, help with things. I think we kind of got to a point where we're all kind of like, eh. <laughs> well, in the adult, we were allowed outside for a little while and it was just like anything inside. I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Alberta was. A very interesting study <laughs> in the, in the hey. pandemic. Hey, we like to do things big. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think there is that. I think um, the world's just had so many changes. I think no matter where you are, everybody's had like lots of changes. And I think we get tired of changes. It's not so much that we can't keep on going or anything. It's just you're kind of like, oh, okay, tired of changes. And we just I had a lot of changes. I think that's human nature. Oh, totally yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah totally it is. Because like, Personally, I only like change when it's my opinion, my idea. Right. Not when it's someone else's. Even then, sometimes I don't. Exactly. Yeah. Even then, it's 60-40 as to whether or not I'm willingly going along with it. Yeah. So it's hard. And that, But a lot of, I think of there's a lot of people that are kind of in the same boat where I think their plants were just a little more neglected than normal, especially like us longtime plant collectors versus ones that just started in the, like when the pandemic the hit. excitement's still there. Oh, yeah, those yeah. people that still like their plants? I, yeah. I mean, I like yeah, No, I love mine, too. I, I really do. I do. And my heart breaks when I walk by and I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to throw you out. And, um, oh, 
I don't know. You got one green leaf. Can we bring you back? I don't know. <laughs> I, yeah, I'll be honest. I'm really loving ficus lately. Me too. Uh, yeah. There's and some really incredible ones out there. Yeah. My Altissima, it was one that's bit the biscuit this summer. Oh, fall, no. And I'm really sad about it. And I want another one really bad. But do you think I can find another one? And I'm not ordering just because shipping's been an absolute nightmare. Sounds like a car from the early 90s. I think it was. Look at my Altissima. <laughs> I think that was an Altima. Yeah, right? Like, it just sounds like it should be a yeah, car name. But I love that ficus, and I do. There's a few that I like. Like, have you seen the variegated heartleaf ones? Ficus? Oh, the triangular? Yeah. yeah. Triangularis. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty yeah. neat looking. That sounds they like are math. also fickle, fussy. Yeah. Yeah, they're... Um... Yeah. I still <laughs> just want the Aubrey and the Altissum and my Altissum. Oh, Aubrey, yeah. The pretty. Aubrey's pretty nice. Well, something that isn't changing anytime soon as we move into our next topic is working in horticulture and Amanda isn't going anywhere. Oh, God, no. <laughs> and Sue has some experience as well. Yeah. So who wants to go first? When we, we're, so what we're going to do is just talk a little bit about working in horticulture. So, Sue, you have a more, um, I'm going to call it a more casual approach to working in, in horticulture because it was greenhouses and like that type of thing. Whereas Amanda, you're, this is your profession. Like you actually grow trees from like the... I started in ornamentals. Yeah, exactly. So um, there's a couple of really great perspectives here that I think you guys can. Yeah. Amanda worked in like big, big where I had more small time. And I did box store, like seasonal box store. Yeah, I've never done seasonal box store. And I think there's a lot of difference between greenhouse and seasonal box store. Yeah. Oh, totally. And I think that's what's really interesting about both of your experiences is we can kind of get um, an insight into both of those so that, you know, anyone out there who's loving plants, maybe you are looking to get a job in this type of industry, or maybe you're even just looking for like a seasonal job where you can be in the greenhouse all summer or whatever, or however that might work. So maybe we'll start with Sue. Tell us about the, I think you've worked in a couple of places. Mm-hmm. Um, when you tell us about your experience and kind of what somebody could expect in, in that type of, of, well, I'll start with, um, box store. I, years ago, when our Walmart up here first opened, and it was a very exciting time, it was in the late 90s, (laughs) I started working in... um, Did you drive your Altissima to work? I had a Sundance, (laughs) so it was kind of close. That's the other 90s I drove one of those for a while. Was yours burgundy? Um, No, mine was, I had burgundy interior, it was black. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a standard, and so I'd drive that into work as a single mom. And I worked in the seasonal and pet department at Walmart. And so it was my first, I mean, I've been to greenhouses with my mom and everything before, but it was my first kind of experience um, with plants and um, more, mostly outdoor. We did have a few indoor ones, but at that time, indoor plants weren't big like they are now. So, yeah. So there was a little bit. I remember we had like a row and we had pots and everything. But What plants were on the shelves at that time? Oh, I remember there being spider plants, um, a lot of Diefenbachias. Lots of coffee plants at that point, yeah, too, in the 90s. Yeah, coffee plants. Yeah, coffee plants. Drusenia? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. there was a few of those. Um, <laughs> Colanchos. Oh, boy. <laughs> those Do you need me to get Google my Google voice out again? Um, <laughs> th- there was some of those. Um, but, yeah, mostly just... And they were just, I don't know how to put so average and plain, like you'd be like, oh, you know, the African violets, 
Lots, yeah, lots yeah. of African violets. I remember yeah. the African violets because the leaves would touch me and I'd be like, because <laughs> 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 they're kind of hairy. But yeah, and so they were inside. And so I'll be honest, they didn't get a lot of attention and they don't in a box store. Like you water them, but a lot of times when you water them, you overwater them. And when you get them in a box store, sometimes they're in a grower's pot and sometimes they're already kind of done up in a fancy pot and there's no drainage. So we would get a lot of like root walk and it rot. And I remember like walking by, you know, facing shelves or checking the plants and it would stink because you'd have some rotten plants. <laughs> What's that smell? Yeah. Yeah. It's rotting. <laughs> and you just pinch off the dead leaves and carry on like everything is okay. Where when you work in a greenhouse, um, you can pay more attention. If there is pots, like plant is potted, you usually like water it and then you go back and dump all the water out of the pot and put it back in. You pinch off some of the dead stuff, but you more inspect and see like why, right? Box store, you're just like clip, 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 clip off the brown leaves and go. And I remember even, I think it was a big Diefenbachia. Like I think it was probably about two, three feet tall. And I remember the one of the girls like taking scissors and cutting off just the brown parts of the leaves, but not like the whole leaf. Yeah. <laughs> just reshaping. Just, just like reshaping. when you cut the fenestrations in your, in your, uh, in your split leaf. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, basically the same kind of thing. But what happens when you do that is the edges go brown anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a, a battle at that point. And it's very, it's very different. And I think plant culture from then to today is very different too. Mm -hmm. Back then, I think people got plants and were like, meh, it got spider mites. Meh, toss it, go get a new one. I'm now, okay, I still do that. I, it depends on the plant. Well, and now, like when we have people, including ourselves, who have expensive plants that we import ourselves or that are hard to acquire, like it sounds to me like at that time there wouldn't have been that culture, at least not here, maybe in other places, but no. Except for Amanda. No, but it, like, it, there was probably people that did it, but not to the extent they do today. Mm. And Amanda probably didn't have anywhere to go and post and be like, um, I deserted in this Hoya and it has these little white fuzzy dots all over it. What does that mean? <laughs> she had to kind of try and figure it out probably a lot on her own yeah. or maybe within her work groups. Yeah. Um, I don't think there was plant clubs like there's book clubs. Did you guys have like, Oh no, there's there were still plant clubs in there, and the, trust me, they were still just as crazy. But did yeah. you use like the telegraph to communicate, or <laughs> Morse code usually? Yeah, yeah, you get on the wire, maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like it, it's funny because like um, orchid societies and African violet societies, like they are full of the original little old lady badasses who can school just about anybody on a plant. Mm -hmm. Like those, those orchid society and lots of orchid society guys, like little old Ben, they are wicked smart and absolutely three sheets to the wind loopy. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, it takes one to know one. Love it. I love um, it. But yeah, it's, yeah, those, the societies, that's your original uh, Facebook groups. Yeah. Hmm. They're crazy. But there wasn't like, I don't think there was just regular houseplant one. Like it was like orchids and African violets. You probably had a tulip one, which is more your outside, but. Yeah. It, yeah. The societies are more uh, specialized. Yeah. Uh, hmm. 
So do you think that it's still the same today that the plants that are potentially in a store, a fluorescent light store, as I think what we used to call them. Yep. Um, would you still say that the quality is lacking compared to a, a greenhouse? Or do you think that those plants are taking better care of? Okay, go Amanda first. Okay, so um, yes and no. So here's the difference. Big box, a lot of times will, uh, same suppliers. You can find the same supplier tags at your local yep. mom and pop yep. as you do at your big box. Here, here's the difference. Big box has buying power. Uh, so a lot of times they will get plants for a lot less money because they're ordering on mass. They bring them in as a lost leader. They're there specifically to get you through the door to buy other stuff that they make money on. Mm -hmm. So that plant lands at Big Box in, under its wonderful fluorescent lights. And it is not to be cared for. The object of the game is to sell them or throw them out. Mm. Mm -hmm. And with big box stores, someone isn't necessarily, well, it depends like us on them, on a lot of them, but like Walmart, they don't order their plants. They just go to whatever plant grower that other places go. Yeah. And they're like, okay, we want 150 boxes of these plants. And then they get distributed throughout the stores, like in Northern Alberta or, yeah, or exactly. whatever. So you don't, you don't get to pick like what you just get, what comes in. Yeah. So yeah, they, they get their, you know, four pallets for this store, four pallets for that store. Supplier does, here you go. Everything's on mass. Yeah. Small greenhouse. They're like, they're looking at their availability list. They're like, I want this one, this one, this one, this one. Plants show up there, they get inspected, they get looked through, they're cared for, they're watered, and you're paying more money for them. Well, and that's somebody's livelihood too. Yeah. Like there's a, an entrepreneur behind selling those plants as opposed to absolutely, you know, to somebody. someone who needs a job. So, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's the difference between, you know, what makes the exact same initial product because it's the same plant coming from the yeah. same supplier. That's what makes the quality difference between them. But in saying that, now, because there is such a large and growing amount in the last, you know, like even four years of plant enthusiasts, um, I think there has been a little bit more care in some, some areas of box stores for plants because there's been people that went out and got the job doing that because they like plants. So they're paying maybe a little bit more attention. And I mean, this will vary from store to store, but it is possible that those plants are getting a little bit more cared for, a little bit more looked at than they were, say, in the late 90s. Um, because that person kind of got that job to work with the plants, especially like in the seasonal areas. Yeah, seasonal departments, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, I've noticed a, a quality change that way. Hmm. And that some of the box stores, like, um, they'll try to keep up with the, the times, the, the trends, a little more than they would have before. That's their suppliers. Well, yeah, <laughs> that too. But, like, even the people that are taking care of try to, you know. Well, lots of times, like, I know in our local groups here, if, a, if like, Home Depot gets a shipment in, those plants are gone really fast. Right? It's, like, mayhem. Yeah. 
So he's like, there's plants. And all of a sudden it's the Ikea commercial yeah. with the lady that starts the car. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm just like. OK, all right. So we are all rushing Rona. Well, and this is a friendly reminder to everybody. If you're in a cold place like we are, those those plant babies need covers when they're on their way out. Yeah. Don't buy yes. a plant at minus 30. Bring no. an extra jacket just for your plant. Yep. Or take off your jacket and put it on your plant. Mm-hmm. Or put the plant in your jacket. That or go with too. a friend or, and have them pull up at the door and then you put your jacket over the plant and then or, that's going to help guarantee versus walking all the way across the parking lot. Or drive directly into the store through the front doors. Oh, yes. If, right? I, but you did points not, if you hit the, the till without hitting the cashier. Ooh, a challenge. Oh, challenge. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. But uh, you did not hear that from us. Never. We're definitely not publishing any of this. Um, (laughs) so sue before we move on to amanda is there any other observations or anything you think somebody might want to know um maybe someone's just interested in getting a job like this is it um i mean i guess it depends for boxers a little bit different than a greenhouse but what do you think a greenhouse owner is looking for when they're wanting to hire they want somebody who has a passion um for for growing being able to grow things so that they can understand and look and see if there is something that needs to be done or or something. You don't necessarily have to know a lot because a lot of them, I think, want you to know their way. I'll <laughs> teach you anything I need you to know. I just need you to want to learn it. Yeah, exactly. And so when you're eager, or you have a little bit of a passion, that's going to put you up ahead. And I think there's a lot of people that just want to work in plants because they like plants. But we're all not going to get jobs in greenhouses. Yeah, I'm going to do the whole... I don't think it's easy work, though. No, no, it's not. You're wet. It's either hot or it's cold. I mean, when I worked in the spring, you're there in the day, you're cooking, you know, 7.30, 8 o'clock at night, you're freezing. <laughs> like, temperature changes are quite drastic. Amanda can probably con- uh-huh. contest to that. Um, you're wet, you're wet, you're dirty. You don't wear good clothes. You can't just be like, hey, oh, guys, I'll meet you after work for supper. Because you're dirty. You have oh, to go I don't change. care. I go anyways. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. I've had, probably, a long, I've had a long time to get used to it, though. Yeah. You're probably going to end up having like little bits of, you know, old dried up buds and things like that in oh, your hair. Spiders. Yeah. Very possible that you'll have spiders and stuff on you, bugs in places. <laughs> Sometimes I've had before where like in my, my cleavage, um, I felt like a tickle and I've looked down and there's a bug and I'm like, oh, yeah. That's from the Okay, so greenhouse rule number one, if it feels like there's something in your clothes. It is. Oh, no, that's not the rule. The rule is hit it hard enough to kill it so you don't make it mad. (laughs) That's true, too. Okay. So essentially what we're saying here is working in a um, business to consumer uh, B2C greenhouse is much less romantic than you would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you want the romantic version maybe just be the front counter person at like a flower shop. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. But only front fl- front counter. Like right. flower shops also a hard work. Oh yeah. Florists are incredibly hard working. Yeah. Like they are absolutely loopy hard working. Yeah. You have to be really creative too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you got to think their busiest times a year are the times that everybody wants off. Yeah. You want to spend course. Valentine's day with somebody? Yeah. Not if you're a no florist. No way, man. Mother's you want to Day. spend Mother's Day with somebody? Not yeah. if you're not if you work in a greenhouse either. Yeah. Um, yeah, 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 that's fair. You know, you want to spend Christmas with your fa- no Thanksgiving, right? I can't be with my grandma on Thanksgiving. So what do we do? We send her Thanksgiving flowers, right? Um, mm. Yeah. So 
Florida's very busy, but like if you were at the front counter, that's where I feel that you'd probably have the most romantic part of the job mm -hmm. in that sense. I, I kind of love what we're saying here. So there's there's some just general good get a job advice, like be passionate about the job you're trying to get, but also realizing the realities of working in, and we're not even at Amanda's level yet. So <laughs> I'm just realizing the, the amount of hard work it takes, you're dirty, um, your social life might suffer. You really have to love working in a greenhouse. Yeah. And before oh, yeah. we move to Amanda, I'm going to tell a funny story. Oh, yeah. So I used to operate the forklift and unload trees and stuff like in the spring in our outdoor garden center. I used to unload those and put them in places with the forklift. And so one time I'm unloading trees from the truck and <laughs> this creature comes out of this pallet of trees. So it's like a pallet, but then it has like walls on it. And then there's the trees and the burlap bags. And um, this creature comes out and I was like, oh, my God, it's a badger. And everyone's like, it's not a badger. And I'm like, no, it's a badger. Like, I know animals. Trust me, it's a badger. So they make me, like my uh, supervisor makes me take and put it in the tree lot where I'm like, I don't think we should. So our tree lot's completely fenced. Oh, no. Even the top, right? So <laughs> I put it down. And of course, this badger runs out. And now he is mad. Mad, 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 mad badger. Angry badgers are scary. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's not like honey badger badger, but it's like the flat... Like they're kind of a flat, wide the body. The North American ones? Yeah, yeah, the North American virgin. Virgin? Virgin. I mean, it could be a virgin. <laughs> Maybe it was a Might virgin. Maybe that's why he's mad. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but um, let me just tell you, badgers, they're not friendly. So we had to shut down the entire outdoor garden center part. Doors from the inside of the store. Gate on the outside. And then Fish and Wildlife comes because there's an angry badger and we have to try and catch the angry badger. And it was actually very scary at the time. And I really felt sad for that animal because it must have been terrified. But when I look back at it now, I can kind of laugh because <laughs> there's like these Walmart employees. And I'm just going to say it. Walmart employees, they might be smart in some areas of life. But when it comes to animals in the store, there's not very many that are very. Well, let's call it this. They're not well-trained. Not well-trained yeah. when it comes to wild animals coming in the store. I don't think anybody is. You and, never know. And um, <laughs> like it happens to me regularly and still I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. So. Like it wasn't like a squirrel. It's like this angry badger that has like these claws. And so I like to think of it as Canada's version of the um, Tasmanian devil mm. kind of. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I get a lot of deer and a lot of foxes, so I can mm. relate. Yeah. I mean, a deer, though, people, I'm like, meh. No, those sh those hooves are sharp. Yeah, their hooves are sharp, but it still doesn't And they wreck a lot me. of stuff. One time somebody pooped in the hallway of our office building. Does that count? Yes, oh, yeah, that's, it does. Okay. That totally counts. <laughs> and to be honest, I'd rather deal with the wild animal I'll than the some badger, human yeah. that just pooped in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. I will take the badger that any was, day. That yeah. was yeah. Not, not fun. Yeah. 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 But that's our, my funny story. Um, So our tree lot, you know, they come from all over when you're at a like a chain box store. Your trees come from other places. They, and that is the one problem in the greenhouse is you get a lot of trees that don't actually live where your uh, area. It depends on gotcha. who's doing the ordering. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that was really great insight, Sue. Thank you so much. And I, you know, it sounds like there's good opportunity. You got to be willing to work hard though. Um, and then in, you know, in your case, Amanda, I know like you have education, you, this is your, your, you know, long-term right. career. So, so tell us about that. I started in greenhouses in 98. I couldn't have told you the difference between a pansy and a petunia. Like nothing. I'm like, I think I want to work in a greenhouse. 
this sounds like a great idea. So I put on my go and get a job outfit, got me my heels on and my dress pants, like I'm looking smart, got my resume, pull up to my local greenhouse, like I got this. Throw open my door and there is mud. Not a little bit of mud. Had you been to a greenhouse previous to this? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, I didn't realize you want, you want to get a job. You're trying to get a job. I didn't realize the parking lot at this one was going to be that much soft, squishy Alberta mud, the slimy stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I hike up my dress pants, stuff my resume under my arm, and I tiptoe through the mud because I'm getting me a job. Because <laughs> it's March. And in greenhouses, you are always working a season ahead. So right, right now, I am planning for spring. Right. January to March for me is spring. March to April, like April, May, that's summer. You know, like I'm always three months ahead. Uh, so March, I'm trucking up to the greenhouse and there's this family inside. They're all having tea. And they're laughing. <laughs> Not even just a little bit. They are belly laughing at me. Trying Did you to know get them through. or no, was it? not a clue. And I hand them my resume and they're looking at me. They're like, so you want a job? Yes, yes, I do. And they're like, all right, you start on Monday. Don't wear that. I was like, all right, let's start on Monday. And <laughs> Monday rolls around and we are in this dingy, freezing cold back room. And we are transplanting, I think it was impatience mm. from... Uh, your seed tray, which is 580 uh, seedlings in a tray, and that's a 12 by 24 tray, and you're transplanting them into six packs. And I am trying my hardest to keep up with this little <laughs> old lady beside me who has really done it for 40 years. She is going four times as fast as me. My boss is on the other side of me going, you have two hands. God gave you two hands. Use two hands. <laughs> How old were you at this point? 18. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I remember having jobs at 18 and, and bosses being like, okay, like get your shit together because yeah. you're kind of being a dumbass right now. Right. And but you're I, 18, so. I struggled through that first year. A, nobody works in horticulture because they want to get rich. <laughs> Ever. No. It's like, all right, I'm comfortable being poor my entire life. This is a great career. Oh, we have about five minutes left, so I just I kind of want to get into how you got into the next level of, of your career, because this is your, your job now. Like you, it is. You oh, grow yeah. things for a uh, living. And it has been for quite some time. Yeah. Um, in horticulture, you have to be ready to pay your dues. You're going to go from seasonal temporary to seasonal every year to, hey, I think we can keep somebody on later on in the season. Mm. Perfect. And then you're going to start looking around and there's going to be somebody who's like, okay, we need somebody for production. And it might be a year round position. So you fight for that one. And then you, it's a, a small, tight industry. I know all the growers in Edmonton. Basically, if I want to grow or one position in Edmonton, I either have to commit murder <laughs> or wait for somebody to move or retire. Or just stand on a ladder and then you look at them and make up your swear words and then just scare them away. Oh, there's a lot. Yeah. Okay, greenhouse people are crazy. <laughs> uh, greenhouse in Edmonton got struck by lightning oh. last summer. And there they are up on the ladder, you know, 25 feet in the air with tuck tape trying to fix the hole in the greenhouse. 
I was just like, oh my God. All right, cool. <laughs> OH&S should be all over that. OH&S should never be allowed in a greenhouse. <laughs> is what, basically the moral of the story. But yeah, there's a lot of time paying your dues and working your way up. Like it's been 23 years. I'm a lead grower now. I have been for three years. Before that, I was, you know, a lead production person. Before that, it was, you know, background planting, you know, heading up the greenhouse floor. Before that, I was the person that was going to the person that was heading up the greenhouse floor. So what about education wise? Like, I think you're working on something, but did you already have a degree or diploma? Okay, so horticulture is a really unique industry in that um, it's a bunch of farmers. And they appreciate experience as much as education. So you don't necessarily need to have the education to get into the job. It's a job where we will teach you anything you need to know. We just need you to be eager mm. and want to learn. And that, and, uh, a lot of positions that you'll see is like they either want a horticulture diploma and they almost always say or equivalent experience. Right. Is as part of that because um, not a lot of people have this diploma? Um, I think a lot of it, too, is that the diploma is so generalized. There's no diploma for growing trees. Yeah. Right. That you makes know, sense. there's no diploma for growing cut flowers. Unless you're like getting into like Bachelor of Science and then some sort of specialization after that. Yeah, exactly. But then you're specializing in genetics yeah. or, or something yeah. like that, you know. But even your territory to territory. Absolutely. Things completely change. Yep. So it's so ballpark what you take. It, exactly. It doesn't necessarily get you ahead of somebody who's worked there even for three, four years. Right. Yeah. Where, you know, to be an electrician, certain wires do certain things. And that's. Well, and there's that. more demand for it for, an, uh, you know, a job like that. Or a, exactly. You know, like some, something like uh, an electrician or any any skilled trade, you know, the the education needs to accompany the experience uh, like and hand in hand at the same time. You know, whereas horticulture, yes, it's a skilled trade and you got to be willing to learn and work hard and do all of these stupid out like three o'clock in the morning. We're going to work because we have to. Um, but so you really have to love it. You do. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. And I, anybody who comes back for a second season in a greenhouse. It's in your blood. Yeah, that's <laughs> you're, fair. you're hooped. It's that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you worked really hard and long to to get the job that you're in, especially considering, and up here in northern Alberta, mm -hmm. there's not, this is not a common job, even compared to other markets where there might be more opportunity. No, uh, there's uh, what six or seven ornamental greenhouses in our area. Well, and even out of those six or seven, there's only two that are like year round. Well, and that's going and, in a quite a, you know, that's going over a hundred kilometer yeah, radius. The majority of ornamental greenhouses aren't year round. Yeah. But there's probably about seven ornamental greenhouses yeah, I'd in, say. in our area. Um, there are not, well, there might be now, there might be seven tree nurseries. Uh, let me just think here. No, there's five. 
five tree nurseries in the entire province of Alberta. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And we have so many, we have so much forest. <laughs> and then again, with those ornamental greenhouses, the majority of them are family run. Oh, absolutely. So getting a job with them is slimmer, like maybe a couple of the bigger ones, but um, that are now open all year round. Mm -hmm. But even then, like it's, it's well, family. And absolutely. I started in a family greenhouse. I worked for that family for 12 years. They are the most incredible people I have ever met. I still consider them family and they will always be my family. But it's a family greenhouse. I had gone as far as I was going to go within that company. Yes, gotcha. there was always things to learn. Yeah. But my position had advanced as far as it was going to advance. Gotcha. Okay. And I don't blame them for that. Of it's, course. It's yeah. family. Yeah. But I have nothing but the most love in the world for them. I talk to them all, all the time. Yeah. When, when we visit, we'll have to get the VIP tour. Uh, the, the VIP tour is me showing up, walking through the back door and hoping nobody's in their underwear. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll take it. Whatever. Um, we're out of time. So I was just curious, is there any last kind of words of, of wisdom for somebody trying to maybe get to your level? Be prepared to put in the time. And it's, you know, I see lots of people who are surprised that people in horticulture make as little money as they do. Um. A exceptionally paying job in horticulture in Canada is $60,000 a year. Oh, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that is a very well-paying job in horticulture. Oh, interesting. Is it the kind of thing where you could break in and open your own greenhouse? Why not? Yeah. There's opportunity. There, there is. Um. It is a lot more work than what people think. It is not just growing pretty plants and, you know. Timing and science. Wandering and through the greenhouse and, you know. Sipping your coffee. Picking flowers the, and. The fog coming off of the flower. Yeah, no. Yeah, it is It is not That's all. That's a romantic version. That's yeah, what I the, meant and before. You know, yeah. And that romantic version is, oh man, it's beautiful. And there is nothing like, and I know Sue can. Atestis, there is nothing like walking into a greenhouse first thing in the morning, just as it's starting to warm up. The the smell, the smell, the There's, lemon tree is glowing. the The <laughs> heat on your face and the smell of that greenhouse just as it's warming up, it is completely visceral. Like it's yep. amazing. And same with just as everything goes down. Absolutely. End of the day. And the smell from waking up to going down is a little bit different. Yep. Both equally beautiful, but different yeah there's nothing like it though well i'm still convinced there's a magical lemon tree in your greenhouse it so. has no leaves <laughs> uh sue any last last comments from you before you run away yeah i think you know if you want to try and you want to start and you're not sure maybe try some of these seasonal garden centers um start there it you might it doesn't mean you're bad at plants or anything but you might just not like it because it is like Amanda said you have to start at the bottom and work your way up and it's hard yeah. work. Oh, yeah. There's and hard a work. Lot and chances of... are, if you don't open your own, you're going to level out. Mm. Well, and even even if you open your own, like there's no shortage of blisters, sore backs, hurt shoulders. Spiders. Spiders. Tons of spiders. So many spiders. You go through sunscreen like it's bread and... You're always hot, cold, or wet. I never considered comparing bread and sunscreen. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> 
All right, ladies. Well, that was amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners out there who are hanging out with us again. Um, you can hang out with us online if you want to. We are on Facebook on facebook.com slash fancy plants podcast. Check us out on our neglected Instagram account at fancy plants podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can send us an email. Uh, we do check that account sometimes. That's uh, social at fancyplantspodcast.com. It's been so long since I said that I almost forgot what her email address was. We check our Insta messages all the time. That's true. We yeah. Actually, we do get lots of messages. And we're, we're good about checking those. Yeah. I usually delegate like, I don't know, you guys. Can you answer this person? Because it's above <laughs> my pay grade. Uh, yeah. Send us messages. That's cool. Um, thanks for listening. And I guess we'll, not I guess, we will see you next week when we're talking plants. Yes. We'll see you in the next two weeks. Oh, thank you. <gasps> Sue, thank you so much. We'll see you in two weeks when we're talking plants. There we go. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Come on, sugar mama. Get your green on. Culture in your home. I love a green color. Like orchids and bromeliads. Mm -hmm. The fancy plants.